Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Silver Screen Scoundrels, where we talk about everybody's favorite pastime, the movies. I'm your host, Colonel Bob Tingle. The glue, Mr. Ian Torrance, has still not able to join us, but he will soon, I promise. We have a very special episode today. I got our beloved Mr. Derek Hoskins with us. Now, something different. Derek and I wasn't able to watch the same movie. So we're going to give a review of the movie we watched. I am going to do No Hard Feelings. Derek wasn't able to see it. Derek is going to do Dial of Destiny. I wasn't able to see it. I, it's such a long movie. When I got to the theater, it was uh, it was already into it. And I had to settle for No Hard Feelings. So without further ado, thank you for being here, Derek. Would you please take it away and let me know what you thought? Of Dial of Destiny. I will, Colonel. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I would love to talk about Dial of Destiny. As you can tell by my trademark Indiana Jones hat, I am, in fact, a fan. Although this is not an actual Indiana Jones hat, it is just a white brim fedora that I happen to like. Woolly. Anyway, it is. It is made of wool. It is uh, 80 degrees outside, which means in my un insulated garage it's around 90 degrees so i hope you guys appreciate my dedication to the bit that i'm wearing a wool hat <laughs> in a 90 degree garage um <laughs> so yeah so indiana jones 5 dial of destiny to start out i love indiana jones just in general i really enjoyed the original trilogy i really enjoyed kingdom of the crystal skull even though Great. i can admit that kingdom of the crystal skull is the lesser of the series i dial of destiny so you disagree? Yeah, I disagree. You don't I think really it's Crystal Skull? You don't. You don't think? You don't. Think I have to watch the rest of the trilogy. I have to watch the rest of the trilogy to make my final decision. But um, I do remember really enjoying Crystal Skull. I enjoyed and, Crystal Skull too. I didn't get. I I didn't get as antsy as I did in the originals as I did in this. So I'm not saying it's better than all three, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's better than at least one. Mm, I don't know. I can't go with you on that one. I would watch any of the original three over Crystal okay. Skull. Okay. Uh, in, and after watching Dial of Destiny, just to go ahead and jump ahead to what I thought about this one, it's still my least favorite. Crystal Skull is still my least favorite. Not saying I didn't like it. I enjoyed Crystal Skull. So I was going into this really looking forward to them doing something new while also feeling like it was something familiar. And that's exactly what we got. Now, I don't know what people are expecting going into this movie. I don't know what they're expecting to see from an 80-year-old Indiana Jones. But Indiana Jones feels like an 80-year-old man in this movie. He's grouchy. He's curmudgeonly. The first time you see him when he's actually in the, the modern day that they're telling the story, he's shirtless in his boxers with his hair disheveled and his neighbors are playing loud music. He goes over there with a baseball bat, threatens them to turn it down. He seems like an old man. And, uh, and they do that really well. And throughout the entire movie, he acts like an old man. That was my biggest problem with Crystal Skull is that while they tried to make him seem like he was his age, he was still doing things like swinging from the rafters on his whip. And that was... While I don't have any problem with the interdimensional beings, I can suspend that disbelief. Seeing a 75-year-old man or a 70-year-old man at the time swinging from a whip without having any repercussions at all, that was harder to buy than anything else in the Indiana Jones series for me. I know that sounds ridiculous, but in this, that I really like it. That ridiculous because uh, was Indy 70? I mean, we know Harrison Ford was, but wasn't he playing a younger version of Indy? Not by much. That one took place in the in the 50s during the Cold War. And so yeah. I don't know how old he was supposed to be. 
I, I don't know how old he was supposed to be. I know that in this one, you know, he he talks about being older. So maybe he was playing a, an age down version, but at best he was 60 in Crystal Skull. And still, that's 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 a lot to do for a six-year-old. But either way, either way, that's neither here nor there. We're going to talk about Dial of Destiny. Um, the intro to Dial of Destiny, uh, we see a de-aged Harrison Ford. Uh, I think that the de-aging was really well done. There were some few issues there. I think that if they would just lean into the deep fake technology instead of this weird facial recognition thing that they're doing, I think that it would do better. More like what they did with Luke uh, Skywalker and Mandalorian season two and book of Boba or book of Boba Fett instead of Mandalorian season two, um, because Mandalorian season two, Luke looked really wonky, kind of looked like this, whereas book of Boba Fett looked much better. They just got another a younger actor and deep faked mark hamill's face i think that they need to start doing that um but i really enjoyed the action of that opening i think that it was a lot of fun it felt like indiana jones around the time of the last crusade which is my personal favorite movie the only downside i have is they should have de-aged his voice because it sounded like 80 year old harrison ford in 40 year old indiana jones and it was a little off-putting but not enough to take me out of the moment uh, I really enjoyed Mads Mikkelsen as the villain here, kind of loosely based off of the real life Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun. God, that's hard to say with a speech impediment. Werner von Braun, or weren't yeah, who was the Nazi scientist, one of the Nazi scientists who came over and helped work on the space race um, during Project Paperclip. Isn't that what's getting most black? Is that opening? That's getting a lot of flack, unfortunately. It's uh, people are complaining about it. They don't like the deep. They don't like the uh, the de aging, which I it never bothered me. There were two two moments in there where you can really see it, where it looked like a bad video game cutscene because it's it's all in the eyes and the face kind of warped, funny, in, in like two or three frames. It was really quick. I thought that they did a great job with it. And again, it felt it felt like Indiana Jones. It didn't feel like they were trying to go back and recapture the magic it just felt like indiana jones in that moment and i loved it that was my favorite part of the movie um i think that the acting throughout this entire movie was great i love harrison ford i love that he really felt like he put his all into it i never felt for a second that he was phoning this in he really seemed to be enjoying himself playing the role um I think that Phoebe Waller-Bridge was great. She was a wonderful addition. She, Some people are complaining that she outshines Indiana. I don't think that she does. I think that she's a good person for him to work off of because she represents the, the energy and the excitement of youth where he represents the wisdom of old age but also not wanting to do anything anymore because he's just old and depressed. And so they play off of each other very well. And um, I think that was really good. Toby Jones is always a, a wonderful addition. Boyd Holbrook uh, needs to stop playing the exact same character in every movie because, I mean, it's it's getting old to watch him play, you know, the 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 loose cannon, rude Southern guy. That like, like that's all he is. He's he's the I'm gonna shoot first, ask questions later, never do anything different, never change he's up my Logan, cadence. Right? Yeah, he was the one that was in Logan. And uh, I think he's a good actor. I like and him. Yeah, he was in the terrible Predator movie. But I do like him as an actor, but he just seems like he's got one acting choice. Like, I know that I, Samuel Jackson's my favorite actor, but even Samuel Jackson, <laughs> who plays the same person, will switch it up every now and again. Like, you'll get a movie like Resurrecting the Champ, where you can see that, oh, this guy actually can act. He just, you know, he's... Playing Samuel Jackson, Boyd Holbrook. You can't really, you can't is really only blame him. I mean, you gotta, you gotta blame a little bit on the direction. 
mean, little if, bit, yeah. They don't say, okay, I need you to do something different. I mean, that's not on him. That's true. But at the same time, when he's coming in with his preparation of how he's going to play the character, does he think to himself, I need to do this a little different? That's That's neither here nor there. I just... I have a hard time when I see him because I think that he's a good enough actor that he should be bigger. And I don't think he's going to be a bigger actor until he kind of gets out of his shtick. Okay. He was fine in this for what they asked him to do. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot. He was just supposed to be unhinged and mildly menacing and, and uh, kind of fun to watch be a bad guy. Um, but overall, yeah. I have to say that I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it just a little bit better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I know that Ian liked Crystal Skull a little bit better. Um, even though he can't be on here, he did get a chance to see it. And uh, he did like Crystal Skull a little bit better. Uh, the negatives of this movie, it was way too long. Indiana Jones does not need to be two hours and 35 minutes. Longest one, isn't it? it yeah. And that it you felt the runtime um, a couple of times. You felt it. Just the times at the theater, I thought, damn. Yeah. Long-ass movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a long movie. And um, and so so because of that, it's a little slow at times. But, you know, the globe trotting that they do and the architectural, architectural, architectural. My brain is not braining tonight. Not architectural. That's ridiculous. Uh, archaeological is the word I was looking for. The archaeological... Uh, aspect to it you know just like every indiana jones they take something that is loosely based and in fact and then spin a wild yawn yarn about it and it was really interesting um but the other negative that i have about it is i really didn't care for the ending of this movie um i'm gonna try and be as non-spoilery as possible since bob has not seen it um indiana jones does not get to make the choice of how this movie ends that choice is taken away from him and if he would have been the one to make the choice at the end of the movie, it would have been a better story because it would have been a better ending for his character. At the end of this movie, Indiana Jones gives up and somebody else has to correct a mistake he's about to make. And uh, because of that, it takes away his agency in that moment and it takes away some of the power of the character. It takes makes him seem very weak and very um, just stupid, in all honesty. The, this, the decision he's going to make is just outright stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And you don't feel, uh, like, you don't feel like that maybe they were trying to pass the torch or anything like that like the character that you say has to fix his mistake is that was he passing the torch no he he wasn't passing the torch he was just giving up he he was just giving up and um and the other no other character in this movie would have been one that the torch would have been passed on to not even phoebe waller bridge she's a completely different type of character maybe something they could do with that character um in in the future but i don't think i didn't see it as a passing the torch type of a thing but either way when if 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 the ending would have been the exact same but indiana jones decided to end it the way that he did it would have been much better instead that choice was taken away from him because he decided to do something stupid and gave up and somebody else had to to fix it also just like raiders of the lost ark in this movie indiana jones played zero role in the outcome of the movie I was going to say, didn't they do that once before? Yeah. Yeah. He played zero role in the outcome of the movie. Whether he had been there or not, the end would have been the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in Raiders. And I love Indiana Jones. It, it's a funny thing that they did on Big Bang Theory, but it's very true. Yeah. In both Raiders of the Lost Ark and in Last Crusade and in um, uh, Dial of Destiny, 
Indiana Jones is not integral to the plot. He's just fun <laughs> to watch follow through. Um, because by the end of the movie, the coordinates would have been the way that they were. The ending would have happened the way that it did. And it never would have been a problem. It was the same. The only two where he actually affected anything was in Temple of Doom and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And uh, and that's it. And that's not a negative <laughs> on the movie. It's actually a fun nostalgic callback for the fact that, hey, Indy didn't need to be in this movie. He did nothing. <laughs> he did nothing. I mean, he did things. But the villain would have figured out the thing. They would have gone to where they went and it wouldn't have mattered. Um so yeah, so that is my thoughts on Dial of Destiny. I thought it was really well done. I think that it was good. I think it was better than people are giving it credit for, even though the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is much higher than the credit score. The box office is not reflecting what I think it should. It's never going to make its money back. They spent $300 million on this movie and then another $100 million on marketing. There's no reason for this movie to cost that much money, and there's not a chance it's going to make its money back. Um, maybe it'll break even if it gets really, really lucky because there's not a lot coming out other than Mission Impossible coming the out. Torch should be passed, and it should. We, they should get someone else and maybe remake it. And, and I think um, they. I think they should just be done with the character. I don't think that they need to keep going back to the well. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Dial of Destiny. Neither one of them have made a lot of money. The last time that this move, this franchise was pro- profitable, was in 1989. That's what I'm with saying. With Last Crusade, go, so just go let it go. What made it popular and and remake it with a younger actor that can make several sequels. See, and I don't know that they need to remake it. I think that they could do do something similar. I think that Uncharted needed to fill the role that Indiana Jones did. Instead of remaking it, just let it be something different that is that kind of fun action adventure. I actually thought Uncharted was fun. I, I liked Uncharted too, but Uncharted could have been more than what they did. If they keep going with it, maybe it'll get the opportunity to be what it is in the games. I don't think it made enough to keep going. I don't either, but we'll see. Either way, it, we need a fun action adventure movie every now and again. There's something really fun about a caper, you know, a little bit of fun history thrown in there, a little bit of mystery, some mysticism, and it's always fun to see Harrison Ford punch a Nazi in the face, and we got that in this yeah. movie. So I was yeah. I was very happy with it. Oh, so yeah. overall, rating-wise, I would give it, um, while it wasn't one of my favorites, it was solid. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Very nice. That is solid. That's a solid movie, man. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. All right. Well, thank you, Derek. Now I'm going to get into my review of No Hard Feelings. Now, I'm going to say that I went to the theater to watch Indiana Jones. But um, getting a babysitter for my children, I just wasn't able to make it in time. And I was about 25 to 30 minutes late getting there. And I noticed that the next one wasn't for two and a half hours later. And so the next showing that I could see was No Hard Feelings. And I'm so glad I got to see No Hard Feelings. I'm not a Jennifer Lawrence fan. I don't I don't think she's that great. Um, I really hate, um, with the exception of First Class, I hate the X-Men movies. I, I, I think they're... Just the um, one she's in, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah. I, I don't like those. I like the original three, but um, the new ones after first class, I wasn't a fan. And, uh, Days of Futures Past, and, and I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Dark I thought, Phoenix. I thought Hunger, Hunger Games was was all right, but uh, I, she never impressed me. But I gotta tell you, I have so much respect for her now after watching this movie. This is a raunchy comedy about a geeky boy who's been a helicopter parent his whole life. He's 19, about to go to college. 
and his parents wants to get him laid before he goes to college to make him a man. And Jennifer Lawrence is a free spirit woman that goes from guy to guy down on her luck. She gets her car repoed and sees an ad on Craigslist or Facebook or something. I can't remember where the ad comes from, but um, the parents offers a car to come and um, show their son a good time. And hesitantly, Jennifer Lawrence does it because she needs a car because she's an Uber driver and she's trying to save her house. And, and uh, Matthew Broderick is the dad. God, Matthew Broderick, just seeing him in any role anymore and just seeing him in a role like that. I, I just thought he was excellent. It was so fun to see him. But hilarity ensues with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and this younger guy. I think she plays a 32 year old woman and uh, he's a 19. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, I thought he was amazing. A lot of people talk about, you know, could, raunchy comedies be made anymore you know could american pie be made today and i think no hard feelings just proves that it can and I, I i think jennifer lawrence proves that a that a female can be the star of it i mean she was fearless and she there was a lot of slapstick humor in it and uh, i thought she did it really well i thought the boy the 19 year old boy i thought he his lines were funny the back and forwards were funny the uh there's a, uh, <laughs> I don't want to give anything away because I don't want to give any jokes away, but there's a, there's a fight on the beach that I, I couldn't breathe in. I was, I was on the floor. I was guttural laughing, but um, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. I think everybody should see it. If I have any flaws, um, the slow parts where they're, learning life lessons and you know sadness happens and all that um that i thought that might have lasted a bit too long but it wasn't anything that took away from the story and it wasn't anything that took away from the comedy that this movie has a lot of so um uh, jennifer lawrence she has my respect now i will watch her movies because she she was phenomenal i thought she was hilarious so um, that's really, that's really all I can say, Derek. You didn't ask me any questions the way I asked you questions about your review. Well, I don't have any questions to ask because I haven't seen, I, I haven't seen the movie. You at least saw a few minutes of Indiana Jones when you I walked in the theater. Minutes at the beginning. And, uh, but the, um, but No Hard Feelings also hasn't got a lot of buzz. Like Indiana Jones has got a lot of negative feedback that that you've heard about uh, i haven't heard anything but good things about no hard feelings i know and i think it should i think it should do i hope it does well i think it should get the get more recognition because i think it's a hilarious raunchy comedy and it shows that if it's done right they can be good i think one so, of the reasons why it's haven't why it's not doing as well as one would hope is because of when it came out in all honesty oh agreed june yeah. was a stacked month now even though yeah. nothing performed well but spider-man June was stacked with big blockbusters, things that would have gotten attention if they and would have had legs if they would have, you know, been a little better in all honesty. But no hard feelings, a movie like that, a rated R, raunchy comedy coming yeah, out should, with blockbusters, it's a, always hard. Yeah, should have been a summer summer movie. No, this is like a, this is like an April, yeah, you know, maybe a March April, release September. type of thing. It probably would have done yeah. better. Or even if it was something like September, 
yeah. you know, right after that, it might have done a little better. Agreed. But this, if it's Agreed. as good as everyone's saying, and if it's as good as you're saying, it'll find itself on streaming I, and on video on demand. So. I hope so because it, it was it was way worth it. And Jennifer Lawrence is fearless, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and get my rating, Derek. Before you do, you want a question? Yeah. What were you more surprised by? Were you more surprised by No Hard Feelings, or were you surprised by Eurotrip? Uh, well, ooh, damn, that's hard. That's yeah, a which hard one question. We, for those of you that aren't aware, Eurotrip is one of Bob and I's favorite memories of working at the theater together when we did, because we were going to stay late. That we were going to watch a movie. That yeah, that was when it was actual film. We were going to stay and watch a movie. We didn't have because anything to do. We built yeah. it. We wanted to make sure that it was going to work properly. We both thought it was going to be terrible. And the two of no us sat way in that theater. And I think it was going to be funny. The two of us sat in that theater and laughed out loud until we cried. And to this day, <laughs> it might be my favorite memory of working at that theater for all the oh, years yeah. that I worked there. Mm-hmm. And a, to this day, one of my favorite comedies because of how much fun we had. And yeah, it was such, such a surprise. surprise. Yeah. So that's why I ask, what's more surprising? I, was Eurotrip well, more surprising or was this one more surprising? I'm not I, saying which one you had more would, fun in. Would, what was more I would surprising? Say, I would say it's about even because, like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jennifer Lawrence. And um, I watched this just because uh, I was late on on Indy. So um, I would say I would say it's about the same because I wasn't thinking it was going to be great. But I, I, I would say Europe trip was still number one. In terms of surprises, because I did think in the trailer, there was a few comedic scenes in the trailer. And I was happy that there was even more comedic scenes in the movie. It wasn't just the trailer that made it made mm-hmm. it funny. So, um, but yeah, good question. I like the question. Thank you. So um, my rating, my rating uh, for No Hard Feelings is going to be a solid eight. I solid eight. Great, I, I really thought we were going to get that that Bob Tingle 10 out of 10. No, no, I don't didn't think it was ten worthy, but it was it's a solid eight. I I, I will own it when it comes out. Nice, mm-hmm. solid review, Bob. I like it. Oh well, thank you. Well, sorry, done, this wasn't that long of a one. Sorry, it was a different uh, type of format. But everybody, thank you for joining us. Let us know what you think. What did you think about Indiana Jones, and what did you think about No Hard Feelings? Um. Be sure to like and subscribe. Visit our merch store. I don't know if our new stuff's on there yet, but, you know, it's coming. It's coming, just like winter. It's coming. So, thank you, everybody. Goodbye.